Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Luke Combs, new music from Casey Musgraves, and an interview with Shane Prophet. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of February 12th, 2024. This week's episode of the All Country News Podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments. The Candle Line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Have to kick things off with some Super Bowl news. By the time you are listening to this, you will no doubt know that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And Swifties everywhere are rejoicing. And the dads, brads, and chads may not necessarily be, but we are because country music was represented at the Super Bowl this year by so many legends, including an iconic performance of the national anthem from Reba McIntyre. She absolutely smashed it, of course. I mean, it's Reba. She can do no wrong. We also had some appearances from Luke Combs and his wife, Nicole, who performed at Bet MGM Big Game Bash concert. And as if that wasn't already exciting enough, Russell Dickerson and his wife were there, as well as Hardy and his wife, and Lainey Wilson and boyfriend Devlin Duck Hodges. You can check out all this and more up on allcountrynews.com now. Congratulations are in order for Lauren Elena. She recently got married and we have a behind the scenes sneak peek of the celebrity filled wedding. The wedding was beautiful. It included their dogs, which I thought was such a sweet note. And People Magazine was there to get all the exclusive photos. It was very, very traditional and took place at the Shermerhorn Symphony Center on Sunday, February 4th in downtown Nashville. Now, back to these guests. There were 450 guests, which is absolutely insane. And it included so many amazing artists like Russell Dickerson, Hardy, and even the Aldeans were there. There were a lot of amazing details, including a Yeti cooler cake, which is definitely one of the most different cakes I've ever seen at a wedding. We have all the details up on our site now. Make sure you check it out. More congratulations are in order for Parker McCollum and his wife, Hallie Ray Light. They are expecting their first child, and the announcement is just too adorable for words. Make sure you head to his Instagram page now to check out all the cuteness. Now, if you know me at all, you know I am a sucker for an Opry debut, and we have an exclusive here for you from an incredible artist named Pryor Baird, and he opened up with us about his grand old Opry debut. We have all the details and footage for you up on allcountrynews.com now. 
We've got a special artist spotlight for you this week, and it is Rising Group, Matt Roush and The Noise Upstairs. They've got a super classic feel that any country purist is going to love. All of this and more up on allcountrynews.com now. This is definitely a band you want to be on the lookout for. I've got a feel-good moment to share with you guys this week. I absolutely love when I get to do this. This time, it's Cody Johnson who brought his daughters on stage at the Opry for a heartwarming performance. The footage from this got me a little teary-eyed. I love when artists share their personal lives, and these little girls... Their names are Clara Mae and Corey, and they came up to perform My Rifle, My Pony, and Me, which is a song from one of the family's favorite Western movies, Rio Bravo. And it is just honestly the sweetest thing you'll ever see. Make sure you head to our site now and over to Cody's Instagram to check out all the adorable footage. You thought the Grammys content was over, but not even close. Zach Bryan is sharing his gratitude and photos after a massive Grammy week. He said, thank you to everyone who was kind to me along the way. Now, I'm a firm believer in that awards are not everything because we all know artists that are incredibly talented, that don't get the flowers that they deserve, but when they do, like Zach Bryan, it is that much sweeter, and the photos from this are just too special for words. Make sure you head to his Instagram page to check it all out. Luke Combs recently honored Toby Keith at an intimate Ryman performance. He held a show for 500 grand prize winners for his Wisconsin scratch-off ticket promo from 2022, which was cleverly titled Living Lucky with Luke Combs. And he honored Toby in the most beautiful way, singing his 1993 breakout hit, Should Have Been a Cowboy. And the footage from this definitely got me totally teary-eyed. Make sure you head to allcountrynews.com now to check it out. Have to end this week's news with some exciting touring announcements. Luke Bryan announced that he is hitting the road in 2024 with a hilarious video starring his wife, Caroline. It's definitely a must-watch for the week, but there are a ton of incredible artists hitting the road with him, such as Bailey Zimmerman, Tracy Lawrence... Chase Beckham, Tennille Arts, the list goes on and on. You can check out the full dates up on our site now. And as if that wasn't already exciting enough, Dierks Bentley is plotting a new leg of Gravel and Gold Tour for 2024. Special guests will include Chase Rice, Lee Bryce, Zach Top, Bella White, Caitlin Butts, Ella Langley. The list goes on and on. You are not going to want to miss out on this. Tickets go on sale Friday, February 16th at 10 a.m. local time at dirks.com. Let's get to some new music this week. Have to kick things off with my absolute queen. Miss Casey Musgraves. She announced her new album, Deeper Well, will be out March 15th, and she dropped the title track. It's absolutely incredible, and the visuals for it are even that much more special and give you more of a look into what this album's going to be like. Her last album, it was very, not I don't want to say dark, but harder and more kind of 
glittery but in a harsh way and so beautiful star-crossed really to me was an under appreciated album it was so incredible and the movie that she paired with it was insane but this album I can tell is going to be a lot airier a lot lighter Um, not that it won't approach tough subjects I mean the titles of the songs to me are so unique and again the visuals for Deeper Well the video was all filmed in Iceland and it is absolutely breathtaking This is me telling you this is a must listen for the week. And if I were you, I would go pre-order that album now because it is going to be insane. Sam Barber battles inner thoughts of doubt in his powerful new single, S.O.B. And it's truly incredible, this performance. If you go on his TikTok page, you can see him performing it live from Montana. The backgrounds are insane. I mean, think Yellowstone vibes here. And the song is just really powerful. I think the visuals for it make it even that much more powerful. So make sure you not only listen to the song, but check out the live video up on YouTube. Nate Smith released his highly anticipated new single, Bulletproof, and it's all about drowning your sorrows. And I think that's something a lot of us can relate to. It's definitely a powerful bop. I could see people really jamming out to this one at his shows. Scotty McCreary stories his fatherhood journey in his new single, Love Like This, and it is so sweet. It's all about his wife and his new baby, and it'll just give you all the feels. Definitely one you need to add to your weekly playlist. Grant Gilbert teamed up with Ashlyn Craft for a reimagined look at Turn It Down, and they are totally making it their own. There's even a really special video of them recording it in the studio, which I love. I love getting to see a sneak peek of the genius that it goes into making these songs. And this one is absolute fire. Jackson Dean put his own soulful spin on his cover of When a Man Loves a Woman. And now we all know that this song is by Percy Sledge. It was also famously covered by Michael Bolton. And this song is just so perfect. In fact, I'm so excited to be talking about it because it appears in Valentine's Day, the movie. And for those of you who do not know that movie, I am begging you to go check it out. It's kind of like the American Valentine's version of the movie Love Actually. And if you haven't seen that one either, please add it to your list. But Valentine's Day is basically here and I, for one watch that movie every year it's tradition so every time I hear this song I think of that and Jackson did such an incredible cover he always nails it I mean he has such an incredible soulful voice so him covering this song just makes total sense to me make sure you check it out This next one is super fun. It is from a really great artist. His name is Logan Crosby. His new single is called Girl Next Door, and it puts a really interesting spin on that story that we all know, and it is a must-add to your weekend playlist. Make sure you check it out. Erin Kinsey released her new track, Matchmaker, and it is pure fire. 
This song is country music writing at its finest, and her vocals to me are super traditional on this, but the production of the track is more modern country, and it blends together so well. The lyrics are so clever on this. It's all about how people are calling her matchmaker because her ex and now her ex-best friend got together, and I think that's something, unfortunately, quite a few of us can relate to and the song will also just have you up like moving around it is so good another one to add to your weekend playlist sam williams and carter faith covered tammy wynette's till i can make it on my own and they absolutely knocked it out of the park also obsessed with the visuals for this they went real retro and it obviously just pairs with the song so well I hope we see more from these two in the near future because they go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Make sure you check this one out. Tracy Lynn released her latest song, which captures the magic of falling in love. And if you head to our site now, you can watch her TikTok of her showing her bow the song for the first time. It's super sweet and I really love her vocals. She reminds me a lot of Faith Hill. And I just think that's so special. We don't get to hear, I feel like, a lot of that anymore. You know, we definitely have so many insanely talented vocalists in this genre, but this one is definitely giving me Faith vibes. Shayna Gee released a super emotionally charged single, King Size Bed, and it's all about being in a relationship where you could be sleeping next to that person, but they still feel a million miles away. Her vocals on this are so raw and emotional in the most insanely beautiful way. Another must check out for the week. Jagger Whitaker is coming for that summer anthem title with his new track, Beer Talks. This is one that I will certainly see blowing up country radio. It's so fun. Another one to add to your weekend playlist. Make sure you check it out. You can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Next, we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Stephen Wilson Jr. performing Cuckoo live from Exit In. You know I'm a sucker for a live performance. I mean, that is where an artist really lays it all out on the table and shows you what they have. And Steven is so incredible. I mean, if you've ever listened to him before, you already know he's an absolute star. I mean, we're going to be hearing his name for generations to come. This live performance is absolutely spectacular and a must watch for the week. Go check the video out on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media. And now I'm so excited to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and Shane Prophet. I want to kick it off. I went through your Instagram and you are a huge hunter. How was hunting season this year? How did you fare? Any misses? Any highlights? How was it? Uh, so hunting season overall, uh, it was really, really good. I, I tagged out on bucks here in Tennessee and I got to hunt Oklahoma this year. I saw some of the best quality deer I've ever seen in my life. And I also got to go to Texas. My dad kind of has some uh, health problems going on right now. So I decided that me and my dad, he's my, he's my best friend in the whole world. I decided that uh, we were going to go to Texas 
and we were going to go hog hunting out of a helicopter and we were going to go deer hunting. And my dad, he killed a monster, monster eight pointer, probably the biggest eight pointer I've ever seen. And we got to uh, shoot a bunch of hogs out of a helicopter. So it was a trip I'll never forget. I didn't know you, that was like part of it, shooting hogs out of a helicopter. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, because uh, the hogs in Texas, yeah. they do like, I'm sure I, I'm sure somebody uh, will correct me if I'm wrong, but they do millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of damage every year in Texas. Wow. And one sow, I think one, one sow, I want to say is like, 80 babies a year. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's an infestation. So at that point, they're like just letting you do it however means necessary. Yeah. So like when even even when we were deer hunting, uh I I mean, probably I was only in Texas for three or four days and I saw hundreds of pigs. Hundreds. Well, that's interesting. The more you know, right? Who knew? Yeah. But I am super excited. You've had some new music. I'm hoping we are getting new music on the way. But I always love hearing about people's favorite songs when they were kids, because I feel like it says a lot about the music that they put out now as an adult. So what were some of your go-to songs when you were little? So what's what's kind of funny is all of my, all of my background, all of my family, uh, they actually played bluegrass music. Okay. And so, um, especially like on my mom's side, once, once I got a little older and I started listening to, you know, the same stuff my mom was listening to, she was listening to Joe Diffie, Merle Haggard, Keith Whitley, stuff like that, Gretchen Wilson. And, um, then once I kind of started, I'd say once I was probably 14, 15, 16, especially when I first started driving and I got my driver's license. That's when I, uh, you know, went on YouTube and I started finding my own stuff that I like. And uh, I would say that, I would say hands down, uh, some of the stuff I, I really enjoyed listening to on my own was like Jamie Johnson, uh, Justin Moore, especially the old Justin Moore. Uh, actually, one of the one of the very first concerts I ever went to uh was jamie johnson justin moore and chris jansen and that was that was hands Trilogy. down yeah <laughs> i'm like the best concert you could ever go to in my opinion uh there's only one concert that well i say only one but there's a bunch of concerts i'd love to see uh in person but right now uh before it gets too late i want to go see Hank Jr. in concert before it's too late. So uh, hopefully he's got a hundred more years to go, but uh, you know, and really and truly opening up for Hank Jr. would be just the dream. So hopefully one day. Okay. So we're sending good vibes that that's going to happen. And when it happens, we'll all be there. Like you said it here and then it yeah, happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So exactly. obviously like the music bug was kind of already in your veins, but when did you decide that maybe you kind of wanted to enter the quasi family business and start to make your own music? Yeah. So when I was a senior in high school, um, my family, like, I mean, I, obviously I never went to bed hungry, but uh, like we, they, they just, they weren't loaded. 
you know what I mean? And so when I was a senior in high school, my granddad, he asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And as you get older, you start realizing Christmas isn't about the presents at all. And so I told him, I said, you know, I don't really, I don't really want something specific. I just want to learn how to play the guitar because at all of our family functions, everybody brings an instrument and they end up playing music for hours. And I was the guy that always just kind of watched and twiddled my thumbs. And so I thought it'd be cool to learn how to play guitar. My granddad, he's a great guitar player. My dad plays banjo, mom plays bass. And so I told him, I said, I want to learn how to play guitar. So he taught me G, C, and D. We sat down on Christmas Eve. He taught me G, C, and D on the guitar and handed me a Hank Jr. CD. Actually, my mom handed me the CD and was like, hey, you can play every single song on this CD with those three chords. Here's a capo. And with a capo, you know, that bumps it up or moves it down. Uh, and actually, to this day, I still can't read any music at all. I just kind of hear it and then I'll play it. So, um, yeah, I, I just that that's really and truly how I started. And I stuck with it. And if I got stumped on a song, I would get on YouTube and type in, you know, uh, guitar, uh, guitar lesson on whatever song I was listening to or trying to learn. And uh, chances are, if it's out there, there's a video on how to play it. So oh, yeah. I, I would just do that. And then I stuck with it. And I'd say probably within, within six months of me first picking up a guitar, I had my first ever pay-in gig in my hometown, Columbia, Tennessee. And it was at a Cajun restaurant grand opening. And my payment was a hundred dollar bill and all I could eat crawfish. I so, feel like, I feel like I would still take that as payment. I mean, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah, I absolutely would keep the hundred dollars. Just give me all the crawfish, you know? <laughs> I love it. But I also know that you played at another uh, favorite restaurant. You had like a, like a regular gig at Puckett's. Is that yeah. true? Like, and you would kind of, drive really far there so kind of chat with me about how you playing at Puckett's you know has really shaped who you are and that grind of kind of going back and forth between your dream and then stuff you had to do so you could get to your dream yeah absolutely so uh while while I was playing Puckett's actually I was working full-time for the city of Columbia back home and I was the guy that cut the grass in the medians of the road that's what I did for a living for like $11 an hour and uh, anyway, so, yeah, the, it would it would be about once a month. I would play the Columbia, Tennessee Puckets. And I'd start out there or I would start out in Nashville and work my way down. I would be, I would do like Nashville, Franklin, Columbia. And then the following week I would go and I would drive to uh, East Tennessee and I would play Pigeon Forge in Chattanooga on like a Friday, Saturday night. And uh, what what's really cool is whenever I was working for the city and I was playing those pucket gigs uh, for extra, extra overtime, they would let us, uh, they would let us go leaf blow around the Columbia square. Yeah. And I would, I would always sign up for it because I needed the extra money. And uh, I would, I would sign up to go blow, leaf blow the square and Puckett's is right there in the square as well. And so, like, all my coworkers, we'd, we'd look over and it'd be like, tonight only, Shane Prophet sold out. 
And so like I would I would be I would be up at four o'clock in the morning leaf blowing that square looking at my signs, you know, sold out crowd at Puckett's and um they they would always pick at me and stuff. But it was uh it was a lot of fun. But no, for sure that that whole situation, I mean, it was it was kind of like a it was kind of like a little mini tour because I would I would try to pack them all in a week and uh it was a lot of fun though. It was a lot of fun. I love it. So I love that you like brought up that Chris Jansen was like in your first ever concert. And now here we are. And he has this very like prominent spot in your story. So for people that don't know that, so did you like approach him in this restaurant or like, how did that go down? I don't want to put words in your mouth. (laughs) So um, I actually went up to him at a sushi restaurant. And I went up to him and I introduced myself and I told him what a fan I was and that I wrote songs and that it would mean the world to me if we would listen to some of my music. And before he could even like say anything, his wife was sitting right beside him and spoke up and said, Hey, I'm Kelly. I'm Chris's wife. I'm also his manager and I'm also a music publisher. And then she goes, is that a receipt you're holding in your hand? I'm sitting there holding it. And she, I'm like, yes, ma'am. And uh, she was like, well, I'll write my email down on it and you could send us whatever songs you want us to listen to and you have our word, we'll listen to them. I was like, yes, ma'am, that'd be great. Thank you. Well, Chris looked up at me and he was like, did you just say yes, ma'am? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I like that. Pull up a chair and talk to me. So I did. And we talked about hunting and fishing and anything you could imagine. We talked about it and we sat there for over an hour actually. And then, um, anyways, I, I got that receipt that she wrote her email down on and we said our goodbyes and I got out to the truck in the parking lot and I pulled that receipt out and I had files of some of the best songs I thought I'd written at the time. And so I, I copy and pasted like three or four of them on that email chain. And at the bottom I wrote, if you, if y'all ever need anything, here's my number. And I wrote my phone number down at the bottom of the email and I sent it. Well, I didn't really hear anything for a couple of weeks and uh, it was a Wednesday morning, two weeks later, and I'm weed eating a ditch at like 8.30 in the morning. And I feel my phone ringing in my pocket and I pull it out. And the caller ID said, Jansen, is all that it said. I was like, huh. Well, I, I, I should know, probably answer this. <laughs> I was like, huh. Well, so I answered it and I said, hello. He said, hey, it's Jansen. I said, yeah, I know. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, it's, you know. I'm weed eating a ditch until Wednesday morning. Like most people, I'm at work. What's up, dude? You know, I'm sitting here. I'm drenched in sweat, middle of summer. And uh, he was like, well, I'll listen to those songs you sent. I was like, okay, cool. I appreciate it. And he said, I want you to do me a favor. I said, all right. He said, I want you to go put your two-week notice in and then come out on tour with me. And so... I did. I didn't, I didn't ask, I asked very minimal questions, even though I probably should have asked a few more. I went in, I hated my job and I was looking for an excuse to quit. Uh, I was, you know, living at home and single and uh, quite honestly, I really didn't have all that much going for me. And uh, I went in that day, I put my two week notice in and Two weeks later, I went out on tour with Chris Jansen. On that tour, I got my record deal. 
Press also was very generous and offered me a publishing deal as well. And I got to do that. I started writing songs and I started touring. And I mean, it, it was just all the stars aligned. And uh, there's no question at all that it was all part of a bigger plan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, they call Nashville a 10 or 12 year town. And uh, I'm very, very blessed to be put in the position that I was that night. Heck, I, I mean, it, you, you just look at everything that kind of happened and, you know, there's no doubt that uh, it's a Cinderella story and it is almost too good to be true. Uh, but this is a dream. I don't want to wake up from it. So I love it. I like to call it a little music city magic. That's what I always call I, you. Know, I haven't you're, ever heard always, you're always like one person away, but talk to me how you feel like your songwriting has grown or maybe your confidence in your songwriting. I mean, clearly those songs that you sent him were good enough for him to literally hand you everything, but how do you feel like your songwriting has grown? You know, I think, I think that those songs that I sent Chris, uh, they were absolutely terrible. And I think Chris liked my personality more than he liked my songs. And I think that that also says a lot about Chris uh, taking a chance like he did because the songs were not good. And, uh, you know, for anybody wondering, um, you know, how do you know a good song from a bad song and stuff like that? I still write just an absolute bunch of terrible songs every day, pretty much, uh, just about. But you never know what's good from bad until you write a bunch of bad. And I feel like as a songwriter, I've grown because it seems like when when I first started, I was quick to write the first thing that came to mind versus actually sitting back and thinking about, well, what, what could I say different right here that maybe the guy that's writing a song in the next room right next to me, let, how do I think of something different from him uh, in that way? And I'm, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that uh, you become who you hang around right. and, I am very, very blessed to say that I, I feel like I've surrounded myself with some of the most talented songwriters in Nashville. Uh, and I could, I could, you know, start naming them off, but I know I'd forget some of them. Uh, but they know who they are. And if they're listening to this, I love y'all. And uh, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed uh, because there is so many, I mean, you, you think about, if if anybody that's listening to this has ever went down on Broadway, uh, you think of all those guys singing songs, playing guitars, playing basses, playing drums, doing whatever down there. And you think about the grind that they've had to do for years and probably not making the best money, probably just doing that more or less just because they enjoy it. And they're doing what they're doing for a slight chance to get to do what I'm getting to do right now. And you think about that and you just think, man, what, what, what have I done so great that God has blessed me enough for me to be doing this? And, um, 
I'm just, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm very blessed to, to say that I've, you know, I'm, I'm getting to live this life. So. I love it. Well, I love that you took all of those wonderful things that you just said and threw them in a song because good luck in God, I think is one of my favorite songs. I think I've ever heard. I appreciate that. I've been not to age myself, but I've been listening to country music for over three decades. Um, and I think it's just this song that whomever you are from any walk of life, you can place yourself in this situation. So chat with me about writing that song. And was it difficult to write that song? Because it really is so personal. Yeah. So good luck in God, uh, kind of the, the process for writing that song. Thank you for saying that, by the way, I really do appreciate that. I think, I think kind of the process for writing that song. So the first verse and chorus that you hear is not actually how I originally was going to write it. And I had the idea of good luck in God, because people kept telling me how lucky I was running into Chris that night and how lucky I was that everything was happening like it was happening. And I thought about it and I said, you know, this stuff is too good to be true. There's no way this is luck. It's part of a bigger picture. It's God's plan. It's it's a bigger plan. And so I had the idea, good luck in God. And uh, I, I, I sat down with uh, Jamie Pollan and Pryor. And it was actually one of the very first rights I, I had scheduled uh, when my publishing deal got finalized. I... I, I had this list of great ideas, I thought, and um, I, I read off Good Luck in God. That was the first thing I said. And um, I remember Jamie, he kind of perked up, and he was like, Good Luck in God. And I said, yeah. And we we sat there in silence. It seemed like three hours, but I know it was only about 30 seconds. We were both thinking <laughs> about the idea. And uh, <clears throat> anyways, we started writing it, and we had – first verse chorus and half of the second verse written and I had uh I'd forgot to turn the ringer off on my phone that morning and I had my phone sitting in my guitar case in the corner of the room and um I kept hearing it ding 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 I was like what in the world and quite honestly the dinging was really getting on my nerves and I, I feel like it was probably getting on their nerves too I said, boys, I'm I'm gonna step out in the hall and see what what my phone's blowing up about. So I went over to my guitar case, I unzipped it, I grabbed my phone and I looked at it, and I still remember looking down at my lock screen. I had 17 text messages and nine missed calls from my sister. And I'm thinking, oh man, something bad has happened. Some somebody in the family had a wreck or something. So I I scurried out there in the hallway and uh, I didn't even read any of the text messages. I just clicked on missed calls from her and it automatically started calling her. And, uh, as soon as she picked up the phone, I could tell she was crying and my heart stopped. And I'm thinking, oh man, this is about to be bad. And I said, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? She said, nothing's wrong. Her and her husband had been married for over two years trying to have a baby. And she found out that morning she was finally going to be a mom. And I remember we, I, I stayed out in the hallway talking to her on the phone for, you know, a few minutes and we both started crying together and uh, I was just tickled to death because I knew they had been trying. And uh, 
anyways, I stepped back in the hallway and I know I was probably cheesing like a possum eating saw briars, you know? So anyways, I, I put my phone back down and I said, everything all right? I said, yeah. I said, my sister's finally going to be a mama. And they said, I remember Jamie, he said, well, let's, let's rewrite that first verse. I said, all right. So we did. And we, we tweaked things and we changed things and we made it just exactly how I thought it should be. And, uh, I actually got to play that song for the very first time on that tour. I was on with Chris at a sold out Ryman auditorium crowd that my mom, my dad, and my sister were there to listen and hear it. So. Oh my gosh. Well, I think in all of my years of doing this, this is like my favorite story I've ever heard. I'm a big talker and I'm never speechless. And I'm like, I don't even know where to go from here because that's wonderful. Appreciate that. Thank <laughs> and you. baby's healthy and we've had baby and we're yep. doing good. Uh, he is, uh, I'm, he was born. Well, we're coming up. He's, uh, he's 11 months old right now. His birthday will be February 14th. Oh, the day before mine. It's meant to be. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm the 15th. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I but, love it. Yeah, he's he's healthy. He's a he's a little he's a little chunky, but is he's he's a little butterball. Uh, but he's adorable. Sounds like my nephew. We say he's gonna be the next O lineman at TCU. He's just, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just massive. He's yeah. like two years old and 25 pounds, and his sister is four years old and 27 pounds. So yeah. it's just he's a he's a big baby. But besides opening up for Hank Williams Jr., I'm gonna say that's gonna happen this year. So we're not even gonna talk about that. What other goals do you have for yourself this year? <laughs> I would say goals for this year is to build the fan base and get out and see as much of the world as I can. I'm very blessed uh, to say I've been to 48 of our 50 states, uh, and I've played shows in 48 of our 50 states, and I've played in Canada. I know, uh, I know this year, actually in March, I'm getting to go to the UK and play some shows. And uh, I think we're even going to do a few in Germany and and uh, Ireland and stuff like that. So hopefully that gets to happen still. And um, I think I think more than anything, uh, I just I want I want to get to know as many people as I possibly can and get my music heard to where it touches uh, as many people as it possibly can because. Through, especially uh, through good good luck in God, uh, I would say, I would say the most special thing about me releasing that song is, uh, if you go to that sound on TikTok, and there's I think it's over five or six hundred videos of, and and there's some that get uploaded every day, and it's just crazy to me that people want to use that sound, but they'll they'll have their story about you know whatever it may be, uh, whether it be wrecking a truck in a ditch or, or, uh, hitting the lottery or, you know, finally having that baby that, uh, the wife and the husband have been trying so long for, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And it's, it's extremely humbling, I guess is what I'm trying to say to, 
get to uh, touch people like through through music because for me, music is is kind of used as my therapy, especially my writing. Because uh, I I don't ever I don't ever really talk about how I'm feeling. Uh, now I just go and I write a song about it. I want to take another moment to share even more about good sentiments. This candle line is really special. Partnering with your favorite musicians and their favorite charities makes every Good Sentiments candle the perfect gift for any country music lover and any occasion. Some of my favorite candles are Slot Machine by Caleb Lee Hutchinson, Come On In by Track 45, and Yours Tonight by Walker County. There are so many more to choose from, and $5 from every candle sold goes to a worthy charity. Get yours today at shopgoodsentiments.com. Good sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.